and welcome to another podcast by The Practical Medium, and I am Michelle, your Practical Medium, and I am accompanied today by my trusty floor heater, and I think I've been doing this long enough that I started when it was cold and I had my floor heater going in the background then, and well, it's back. Yeah, uh, it's because it's cold in this damn apartment and I need to stay warm, and as much as I'd like to have no background noise, it's is what it is. But hopefully it's not too loud and it's not too distracting. Alright, so I'm going to get on to this week's episode, or whenever it is, however many days between the last one, because I am who I am, and I really don't live in uh, the confines of time as we know it, even though my body talks tells me I do. My mind goes, oh, what day is it, really? Um, oh, jeez. Fall? We're going to go into winter soon? When did that happen? Anyway, that's just how it goes for me. So, I am going to start out this podcast with a PSA or a psychic service announcement. It's recently come to my attention that people are engaging in the use of certain kinds of drugs, uh, prescription, and uh, street, and um, how do I put it, natural to enhance themselves to be able to uh, um, get to the other side of things and without doing the work. And what I mean by doing the work is putting in the effort to reconnect through the other side, through meditation and just, you know, understanding and expanding your consciousness. The, there is really no judgment here, and I'm not going to go, Mr. Mackey, drugs are bad, okay? You know, that's not my, that's not what I'm here to do or to tell you about doing drugs. It's, there is actually no um, judgment on the other side about drug use. People still have, you know, mind-altering things on the other side. They still engage in it, and nobody really gives a rat's ass what a drug of choice is on the other side. The only reason why drugs are not the best thing for the most part on this side is because of how they affect the body. And even then, somebody who smokes weed is not going to be as nearly as affected by somebody who snorts cocaine on a regular basis. You know, there's almost the amount of damage to the body from herba, how do I put it, herbal mind-altering things as compared to the refined crap um, is two different things. So... You know, it, your drug of choice is your drug of choice. I am not going to judge, like I said. Um, I, I myself cannot indulge in anything because my body is uh, highly reactive. If I, if I were to take an opiate for pain, I get sick. Uh, I drink booze. I Not only do I stay mostly clear-headed, I also, my body's like, why are you doing this to us? We must get rid of it now. Um and even the uh, the few times where I've had the opportunity to hit a joint, and I'm, it was just, meh, nothing. My body just got relaxed, but my head's just like, <laughs> you're doing what? So I I come from an absolute teetotaler uh, mindset in the sense that I just don't do a goddamn thing when it comes to mind altering stuff. And but you know what? That's me. What you do is up to you and your choice entirely. Now, having said that, this and this, what I'm saying is coming from the other side of things. 
the guys out there are kind of they're saying, hey, can you talk about this because it's a problem that is should not get a foothold any farther than it really has because it's not going to help people reconnect to the other side and people are only going to hurt themselves. Now, when I say people are going to hurt themselves, I am talking about uh, the use of uh, DMT and Alzheimer's drugs to increase memory and to get a trip. Uh, and even acid is on the, on the threshold of try it, but don't expect it to connect it to the other side. The stuff that is on um, our side of the fence, the medications and drugs, have specific purpose. Ayahuasca is probably the only uh, psychotrope I have heard of that allows the mind to expand without side effects, except I guess for maybe vomiting afterwards. And there's, but there's otherwise no um, in-depth, long-lasting uh, illnesses ever associated with it. So if you want to do ayahuasca, that's fine. But if you're expecting ayahuasca to expand your consciousness so you can get out of body and experience other things, it's not really the intent of it. It's more to expand your own consciousness in much the same way that meditation and other things are designed to do to um, help you find your own way out, not necessarily allow you to see anything more than your own mind will let you see. Yeah, I know, sounds weird, but it's just not helpful in that regard. You can try it, it's, you know, do your thing, and I'm, so, I'm talking third party you, not people who are necessarily listening, but people who uh, wanna try it, just, you know, it's not gonna be helpful to expanding your consciousness to talk to people on the other side. So take it for what it was. Acid is similar in that acid will mess up your head temporarily by you know doing its uh, triggering thing. I can't remember which brain chemical it, it uh, triggers, but it makes the brain flood and you get synesthesia so you can taste the color you know orange as a banana. Or is in one of my recollections, Somebody tripped acid and the knots in a wooded tabletop started spinning. And I guess if I had stayed long enough, she probably would have told me they started talking too. That's what acid is good for. It's just good. It's good for your perception. It is not good for opening your mind up to the other side. Then DMT. DMT is something that is was theorized that was the um, brain was flooding and I forgot to turn down my volume. Let me take care of that. The brain flood was supposedly flooded with DMT at time of death and opened up the person to experiencing um, what was on the verge of, um, of death and, you know, wow, amazing, oh my god, all my family's here. DMT is just another brain chemical. And, you know, I know that uh, Joe Rogan talks a lot about it and tripping out and how awesome it is. He's basically just tripping on a natural body chemical. And, and high doses, and that probably has its own drawbacks over time. Who knows? I don't know. It's just not going to get you to where you want to go. And um, finally, this one disturbs me the most. It's the use of Alzheimer's drugs to help um, with memory. It's to help with um, what the, you know, remembering dreams, uh, trying to help with um, 
you know, con remembering subconscious contact, stuff like that. Again, it is just something that should not be messed with. It does not help. Shortcuts with medications and natural mind-altering substances do not open the mind up any more than it already is opened at that point. The reason being is that the brain protects itself during when you, somebody is looking to expand their consciousness. The brain is going to say, no, 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 wait, wait, slow down. You're going to screw yourself up if you push. And people who ignore that signal do it at their own peril. And there have been, you know, cases where people have pushed to find this consciousness um, to the point where they send themselves into psych wards. Uh, they get put on meds because of it. And they, they undo all of the work they did because they done it. they wanted a shortcut. You can't. There are no shortcuts in this. Uh, it is something that has to happen at its own pace and you have to accept the realities as they come to you because a lot of people don't want to look at the different perception because it clashes with their worldview or they, you know, they're tired of that strange voice in their head having no tone, no identifying uh, feature or even it's a sexless, toneless voice. I experience it all the time. It's normal, but the men, the information is definitely um, from the person I know it to be from, because who else can it be? And it's also my own head protecting me from the shock of a full out clear voice, because I've had it happen before where Ken's voice has rang out into my head like as clear as a bell, and my head felt like a bell had been rung around it like a cartoon. It was uh, shocking and not comfortable. So the brain protects itself. And, you know, it's every, it is different. Reopening is different. Uh, reopening or opening for the first time. It is different for everybody. And it requires work. And the best way to work is to meditate. And the, if the other half of meditation is the fact that when you start turning your head towards this stuff, it starts like working like a flower reaching for the sun. The flower grows, the, the base of the flower grows, the bud forms, the leaves form, and eventually with a little care and tenderness, it opens up to show its beauty to the sky, to, the, to all who see it. It wants the sun. And in most people's cases, the sun is the person they're seeking to reconnect or just even the out of body experience to see what's out there. And unfortunately, humans are impatient. Humans want shortcuts. Humans want things now because we live in a, a life a society of instant gratification. It's, it doesn't work with this stuff. It takes a long time. It doesn't mean that nothing's happening ever. And it doesn't mean that people will never have an experience. It's just, it takes its time to happen. And the fullness of it sneaks up on you and knocks you over the head and says, I'm here when you least uh, realize it. Drugs will not get you there. Maybe in some cases, but by and large, there's more risk of damaging uh, your head and your mind by using drugs to find, um, you know, find your way out of your head, so to speak, than it is just putting in the work. So, having gotten that out of the way... Let's get into the actual topic of tonight's podcast, which is soulmates, not twin flames, because twin flames, when you think about it, ew, you're having sex with your own twin, ew. 
um, are not really what the other side considers as something valid because it's, you know, it, Twin Flames is just sexy talk for something, for a term that's been around for a long time, which is a soulmate. Now, the basic definition, and it's really kind of difficult to um, describe a soulmate in this sense because it is, there's so many, there's a lot of concepts out there on the other side that words fail. Words just do not do a good job of, uh, I'm sorry, as I'm doing the podcast, Ken is all over my head because I keep feeling little bits of my hair moving and it's distracting me. So now that I've called him out, let me keep talking. Um, busted him through under the bus. He's giving me a whole bunch of epithets here. Uh, anyway, so a soulmate is two people, individual consciousnesses that are basically joined at the hip. They're not twins though. They come from the same source and that there are many different kinds of sources out there to that generate different kinds of consciousnesses. Um, we all come from a different kind of a source. And like, so it's like, it's, think of it as source is like being an American versus being somebody from Great Britain. You're similar, but not quite. Or uh, Russian and Polish, uh, or just anywhere in this, the, 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 the universe. It's the same thing, only it's a collective consciousness. Not all consciousnesses become uh, human. Not all consciousnesses become fully formed. Some just kind of stay down in the muck and never really evolve or get yanked out to become something. Um, and I'm still not sure why that we get picked out to become something more or who does it. It's not like a godlike thing. It's just a force in the universe that says, okay, we're missing something and we need to fill it in from this pool. You know, that's the best way I can describe it. There's the words, again, will not encompass what this soulmate the depth of a soulmate is. So now soulmates are two people generally, although you can have multiple soulmates and we all do actually, uh, just that there's always a core pair of soulmates that go through lives together. One life, two life, multiple lives. I know in the case of me and Ken, and I'm not sitting here trying to brag, I just know this is how it is. We have had multiple lives together playing different roles. Um, and there have been lives where we were not together. There have been lives where we spent, you know, from cradle to grave. And there are lives where we married and had children. And if you've read my blog, you'll have read the story of my grandchild. And, um, you know, that, um, and then some lives we just, like this one, we only were together for a few years and it was done. The physical was done. It was his decision to go home early. And I felt that there were people here who needed me. So I'm going home late, so to speak. I get to be an old lady. Yay. <laughs> and you kind of, people have, it's in your DNA, actually. It's coded, your, the length of life is really, truly encoded in your DNA. We do have contracts when we're going to check out, yes. But ultimately, um, we decide how we are going to, soulmates are going to live their lives together or not live their lives together and uh, stick to it during the life because this is what the experience is. So does everybody find their soulmate? Not necessarily. As I said, not everybody come, not soulmates don't always incarnate in the same time period to experience life with one another. They come to experience life with other people because 
Soulmates have something at the very core of them known as trust. And the kind of trust I'm talking about, words will never encompass. It has an insane depth of just, there's no words for it really, that of, of feeling the trust that it's inviolable, it's unbreakable, it is permanent, it is never ceasing, and the only way that that bond ever ends is because the two of you decide that it's in enough is enough and it's time to move on. And again, even that is rare. But it happens. And honestly, people who bond, break bonds, the soulmate bonds, they try it with other people and they come back to one another all the time because this is who they love and feel good with. So, now, people who go through life with an abusive partner is not living with a soulmate because soulmates do not abuse one another to that degree. Will they argue? Yeah. Will they come to blows sometimes? Um, will they, you know, want to kill each other, strangle the living shit out of each other, etc., etc.? Yeah, because it's human. It's something that we do. We don't always get along. We get on each other's nerves. We tap dance on each other's tits. And you take it, take your pick, and we just can't stand each other after a while. And even soulmates will just say, will say, hey, you know what? We need to uh, try it where we divorce one another. And so how do you do that? You don't get along. Strangely as it is, it happens. Um, but what soulmates do not do is aggressively destroy one another, beat one another up, try to kill one another, or successfully kill one another. That is reserved for people who are willing to come to do that job for you and play that role with the consequences. Yes, we do come here knowing the consequences of our actions. We may not remember the depth of it because we're not, because being not being human alleviates of the depth, us of that depth. But ultimately, yeah, we know that we are going to do something lousy to another person and that might wind up in jail. We might wind up executed uh, and we might not have the best outcome. However, when you know that the physical doesn't really matter in the long run because you have uh, a form of immortality because yes, we have a consciousness that a persistence of consciousness that keeps going and that can't be destroyed um you don't really worry too much about an early death because that's what you wanted so it comes full circle and it sucks it's gross it's it, it's it's awful to think about and you know it's like people don't want to think that there's you know negativity um that, that we have wonderful things on the other side etc etc but the truth of it is we have to have the good with the evil and the evil with the good in order to maintain balance. Because if we didn't and we only had good, good would eventually come around to be evil and evil would eventually come around to be good. And it just, it's just, it it's something that, it's a balance. It needs to be a balance. So sometimes we have great lives, sometimes we have shitty lives. And we don't always have a good life with our partner, with the soulmate. Because our soulmates decided, well, we don't want to... We can't do this, really, to another to the person that we have this deep abiding trust to because that is a violation of the trust. So you need to incarnate with this person so you can have the violation of trust experience. Yeah, that's a lot, and I know it's kind of heavy. But it really is what it comes down to. So somebody who has gone through divorce and affair um, and betrayals 
of that nature, ones that suck but can be gotten past in time, um, that's it's more in the lines of what soulmates do. Somebody who has gotten together with an abusive partner that beats the shit out of them to the point where they're almost dead or molests children um, or is a sociopath, stuff like that, that is not a soulmate. It's just not because, again, to be that kind of personality is a, is a betrayal of trust. And if you betray your soulmate, then who can you trust? So it uh, really is... It's a little more complex than that because, again, words aren't as sufficient to discuss, to, to, to bring out the depth of these things. But that is the basic of basics of what is a soulmate and why these things happen in life. A soulmate doesn't do this stuff. Period. It's a golden rule thing. The only rule, actually, that uh, is prevalent on this side and the other side is the golden rule. Do unto others as you would do unto yourself. And when it comes to soulmates, that is the rule between the two. You have to be able to do to yourself that you would do to somebody else and live with it. So if you can't live with the idea of murdering somebody you love deeply when they're, when they're human, then you are not a soulmate. Because would you suicide? No, and I, am not, I, am, I know what you're saying. Well, there's these murder suicides out there. Are they soulmates? Absolutely not. Because... The person who murdered you, is the soulmate, isn't going to murder you, ever. It's not in the programming. It is not in who they are. The soulmate is there because they're there to love and trust and take care of you and you, them, etc. You know, all of that good stuff. Even though it may not come in a way that you want it to. They're just not there to harm you past a certain point and vice versa. You will not harm. You would not find it in yourself to harm them to pass a certain point either. You might decide that you are so pissed at them that you take a shot at them, man or woman. And you might find that there are things that they do that you can't get along with. But that's why separation and divorce exists. So you can leave them and leave that trust intact and be able to love them when the time comes for everybody to go home and review your roles together and rejoin and go back to where you were before you incarnated. Now, I know this is a lot to chew on, and I know it's a lot that I just dumped because it, it's just all flow from the other side. But um, there are variations on this, and um, there are different versions of the truth, but the core is, with soulmates, that they just don't, they don't hurt each other past a certain point. So people who are in a relationship with an abuser to that um, is um, beyond the pale, not a soulmate. Somebody who's in a relationship with a pure asshole that just always has to pick fights and be a jerk, but there's, point, there's good times that balance out or the good times are better than the bad times. That's more of a soulmate thing. You know, it's, it's just, it's a bond and you put up with this crap. Um, and even then, soulmates usually are willing to change their behaviors after a while or with work or whatever, or sometimes they're not. But again, um, I'll say it, Ken was not perfect. And I am not concerned with his perfection or lack of it because that's part of having a soulmate. There's, um, soulmates are not perfect. But what they are are people you can trust and love and never have doubts with. So... 
That's a bit of an overview, I know, and I'm getting too close to about half an hour where I like to keep this stuff, and uh, but I'm not quite there yet. However, uh, that's in trying to encapsulate soulmates, which is really hard to do in, um, a, in a short period of time. And the well has kind of run dry, so now that he's pushing anything forward as I talk. And, you know, it's just a basic, sim simple and basic definition for people to use and understand and uh, build on to their own understanding about soulmates and how they feel about them. Well, um, I mean, I'll tell you one thing I, uh, about, okay, Ken would like me to bring up something here. And that is his best friend in this life, a guy, and was like a brother to him. And that person was a soulmate. And, but they have never, ever had a romantic relationship at any time because that's not the kind of relationships they ever wanted. However, I do get the image of them being back in some older time period, like around between Roman and the Dark Ages, as a pair of mercenary warriors who went around and, um, you know, they had, they, they could trust each other. They had each other's backs. They fought for whoever paid them the most, but they fought as a team. And they always knew that they, the other one would keep each other alive at the cost of their own life. Again, soulmate. So, and even to this life that uh, he and his friend were once again found each other and both men both uh, worked in business together both had a deep abiding love for one another as a brotherhood as a, and it, you know and they saw the two of them in action and it really is and was a wonderful connection and Ken's dying before the other that was a crappy thing but again it's not like there was any secret uh, that this was going to happen, but he still hurts and he still misses Ken and he really doesn't know about the future, what it brings. So when he goes home, he'll have a wonderful surprise. He'll be back with his soulmate again and they'll be back doing the things that they once did. So that's, you know, an again, an encapsulation of the, what is soulmates are to one another whether they be male, female, female, female friends, male, male friends, whatever you, whatever you have, groups, soul groups. Um, you know, it, it's like you, you play out life with one another and do the things you need to do with one another. So, or not, it just depends. But again, at the core is trust and the fact that no matter what, the two of you are to each other when you are alive that the ultimate betrayal will never happen so and what i mean by the ultimate betrayal i am sorry it is murdering one another murdering you you murdering them that just doesn't happen with soulmates now on that lovely note i'm going to uh wind this up but um I was thinking I had two podcast ideas in my head for tonight, and the next one will be a little more uh, lighthearted, but I promise I will get on to the topic of mediums channeling celebrities. And uh, I'm going to do one because um, it's an interesting area to talk about because a lot of people do channel celebrities, and it's up 
to the listener to agree that it's real or not. And I will talk about the difficulties of why it's channeling celebrities is what it is and why people who do it have to be very good at it and why it's probably more of an attention-getting thing than anything else. So on that note, coming to the end of the half hour, and I've got nothing else to say with that can be believed because I've been running off at the mouth for the last mm, 28 minutes at this point. So on that note, until the next podcast, hope everything is well in everybody's lives and that nothing is going wrong and that we're starting to go into the uh, wonderful Christmas seasons of the time of the year in a few weeks and all will be well and all will be good and we can start looking forward to the beginning of a new year. Be well. Talk to you guys soon.